episode of the director's edition. I haven't done one in a long time. I've been busy and we are seeing a lot of growth at the theater and just personal life. I'm a, you know, I'm a mom. I have teenagers. Someone send help, please. Uh, Travel, teaching, theater stuff. So uh, it's time because we've had some big changes for those of you who follow AdLib Theater uh, on social media or even the Improv Teachers page on Facebook have probably seen our big announcements. Uh, we expanded our leadership team to uh, to now, and we have now have an associate director, and it's a really exciting time. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how I got here. Uh, for those of you who are running those smaller communities or who are building your community from scratch, um, empathize. It's hard. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. It's probably one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life, but it's always great to share our experience, right? So hopefully you'll get something out of this. Hopefully you'll get some nuggets and uh, all, we'll, all of us will be happy by the end of this. As you can see, uh, it's a lot. You can probably just tell and hear and my voice is still quite a lot. So where to begin? Um, so AdLib is going to be celebrating year in January, right? Uh, so it's our big five-year celebration. And year four has been sort of this big turn and a lot of changes. Uh, that's kind of normal for businesses in general, not just improv theaters, but small business. The first couple of years are a lot of figuring out what you're doing, uh, a lot of scraping by, a lot of stumbling. And once you get to sort of year four or five, sometimes three, you start to get a sense of where you're going, your trajectory, and whether or not this thing is sustainable and how you're going to have to make it sustainable. So for me, one of those things about making it sustainable is that I'm going to have to expand and grow beyond just me. And I've been doing that uh, as needed. So in the very, very beginning, it was just me, right? You have to get these things off the ground. So I auditioned uh, people and had the very first team in place and I trained them and we launched, you know, I trained them and we launched our show, our first show in January of 2014, I think, 2014, 2015, one of those. I don't do math well. We're going into five 2015, because five year would be 2020, right? Oh my God, it's 2020. All right, so, but there was a lot of that, a lot of things going on in 2014 to get ready for that launch in January of 2015. And then once we launched the show and started having some shows, I was able to launch the training program. And because uh, I was the one with the most experience and wrote the curriculum and had the long form training, I was the only teacher for quite a long time. And in fact, I modeled for those of you who are improv nerds out there in terms of lineage, I modeled my original curriculum off the IO West original curriculum, not the IO West that we all came to know and love or not love, depending on what side of the fence you are on with that. But back in the 90s when Paul Valancourt launched it, it was a three class curriculum. And that is how I structured uh, AdLib as well. So after three classes, you were done and you were guaranteed on a team of some sort because, again, growing a long-form community from the ground up requires people to know what they're doing and we had to grow from within inside. It's always those first generation trailblazers are always, always going to have a special place in my heart, but I always knew that not all of them 
would last the entire time that AdLib lasted because AdLib was going to change a lot. Of course it was. How could it not? Uh, as people start to see more long form and get to know long form and as improv spreads, uh, people find ways to get better and stronger and, um, and everything sort of changes. So the original Trailblazers either change or they stay the same and, they, um, and then they outgrow Ad-lib or ad-lib outgrows them. That's just how that goes. The other thing is uh, I'm a theater. At the end of the day, ad-lib is a theater, and theater has limitations to what it can and cannot do for the individual. And that also means then that we are going to outgrow some individuals, and some individuals are going to outgrow us. For those of you who deal with that out there, it's normal. It's natural. Know that it's okay. There's uh, ways to go about doing it, and sometimes it's ugly. And if you talk to anyone who's been running a theater long enough, they will have some ugly stories to share. And we all have them. We all learn from them. We all know how to do it better. Uh, ideally, ideally, things like this, talking to other people, blogs, uh, connecting, going to camps, going to wherever you can go, going to other theaters, just all of those things help you stay away from the ugliness. But at some point, you're going to come up against the clash and just know it's normal. And just try to lead with compassion and love and, and try to do your best that you can in the moment and then learn from it and learn to forgive yourself for doing, maybe for being able, maybe you know now what you could have done better, but you have to forgive yourself for knowing, not knowing what to do in the moment. And as long as you are trying your best in the moment, I'm getting very mom luxury right now, but as long as you are trying your best in the moment, you are doing a great job. So with that in mind, that also happened at AdLib, right? We went from a three-class curriculum to a five-class curriculum. And then out of the five-class curriculum, a crop of students started to rise up that were clearly uh, dedicated and motivated. And um, in that round of people was who is now our, our current associate director. And uh, from there, some other changes started to happen. So we were able to expand beyond... Uh, having students open shows for us and then having one team go up. We were able to expand into having uh, three or four teams. Uh, and then from there, we kept growing and changing in different ways. And we decided to change the curriculum once again. It was time to take a look. And uh, I believe I've talked about this before. If not on here, I've definitely talked about it on my blog. Uh, Lauren, oh, this is obnoxious, right? Lauren has three.com. Um definitely on the AdLib blog, so uh, just go to adlibcomedy.com, about how and why we let go of the leveled system and went to a focus system and we have our core program. And then from there, we were able to build out our conservatory program. So now here we are almost at five years. We have a really great core program. We have an invite-only conservatory program because I'm kind of a stickler about that. We want everybody to come into conservatory, but we do need standards. Again, we are growing and we charge money for the public to come see us. We are a professional theater. We put professional standards in place. We do not charge our performers to play. In fact, we provide coaching for them and we provide them a space to perform. 
These are all really big, important things for me uh, as someone who's running and operating a professional improv theater. So if we are doing that, then there has to be standards in place. And that means our conservatory program also has standards in place because the assumption is if you're going into conservatory, you're interested in being a performer. You're probably interested in being a performer and ad lib, but you just might be interested in being a performer. And I view it as my job to teach you how to be a professional no matter where you go in the improv world or even the theater world within our community and outside of our community. So great, awesome. All of these things are happening. Meanwhile, I am still the only one really in charge. And uh, I mean, that will never really change, right? Like I will, I'm the one who signs the checks. I'm the owner of the operator, those kind of things. But the circle of influence needs to expand beyond just me. We need to have other people representing the theater. And so we started doing things, right? So I started a train-the-trainer program so I could have other teachers. Do I love teaching? Of course I do. I have an entire podcast on teaching improv. Should I be the only voice a student hears? Absolutely not. Uh, how does a student learn their own voice when they only hear or listen to one person? You need to study with as many teachers as possible, even if you're learning like, ugh, that teacher does not connect for me. Oh my God, that's a big thing to know. So directors out there, education directors, theater directors, whatever you are, please, please encourage everyone to study with everybody and everyone whenever they can. It only helps the performer, which then only helps your theater because they're stronger performers on stage. They're stronger students in the classroom. There are so many reasons why to do this. So I started training other teachers and I slowly let the reins go on that. Uh, I have a train-the-trainer program in place. We have a way we do it. Uh, we also do evaluations at the end. I keep up with all of those things. So slowly letting that go. Then there's some operational things that go on in the theater. And there's our hosting program. And so we hired, we, I use we because it's the AdLib organization, but it's me. I added a house manager, which was really cool. That's super fun to be like, oh my gosh, I've got a house manager in place. Found a perfect person for that. We also had producers that we added because we have some other shows that are not Saturday night shows. And I did not want to be the producers of that. Plus, again, the more I can train people to have empowerment and to understand how a theater works, the more appreciation they have for how a theater works and the more I'm going to get people to be excited to be part of our organization. So here we are with people who do have uh, more authority. Uh, but what was becoming clear was that I needed someone who has the overall vision of the education program and the artistic program, because we're still small enough to have both of those uh, be overseen by one person, um, really understand it and have its best interest at heart and work alongside me to make sure it's being implemented. And it was just time to do that. So I want to talk about, though, as a person who hadn't hasn't given up that control and it's not even really giving up control it's just sort of like here's all these things I've built and done the past five years and now I'm about to let somebody have some access to it it's a scary and emotional thing uh it's a huge shift in our organization it's a really exciting shift in our organization but geez it still is a huge emotional shift uh I mean Sure. We're all, I mean, think about it. Improvisers mask all of everything with comedy. So you can imagine I'm actually a little bit of a sensitive soul underneath all this. So 
um, it was a big decision and it wasn't a decision that I took lightly and it wasn't a decision I just threw out there. And the decision, of course, on social media and all that stuff seems like a really quick decision, but I thought about it for a long time. And, and there's things that, uh, you know, I need to think about. And I think some for those of you who are out there who are looking to expand and are looking to um, maybe bring people on, here are some things to think about. One is, you know, where are you on your own journey? Are you able to uh, trust someone? Are you able to let go of that control? Are you a micromanager? Because if you are, it's not going to work. Do you communicate well? I know that's one of those questions where you're like, really, we're going to ask improvisers if they communicate well? We all teach this all the time, whether it's, you know, out there in our classrooms or even in the implied world, applied world. But the joke I always make is that at the heart of it, improvisers are actually not that great communicators offstage. And so you need to really take a look at your communication style and your abilities. This is, um, these things don't work if you're just telling people what to do. You have to create and foster a relationship with the person who you're going to trust to have your theater and the brand and your own back. Um, and you have to be able, able to have hard conversations. You have to be able to have honest conversations. You have to be able to have any conversation when it needs to happen versus waiting and hoping it's going to go away. So those are things I thought about. Um, and I had to think through like, how do I communicate? Am I clear when I communicate and do I make what I want clear? And so I really worked on that before I even offered the position uh, to to even open up this position. And so those are all things. Then, you know, are you organized? Like, that's the thing. I took, I've taken this past almost year of almost 2019, well, definitely the past six months. No, we're about nine months. So probably in October of 2018, I started to really take stock of all of our policies, all of our procedures, all of our curriculums. And what I found was that I had not enough things in writing and not enough standard operating procedures. And I know that's the mundane, boring work, but if you're going to run a theater, you got to run it like a professional theater. So take some time and do all of that. Really think about the policies that are in place. Are they not written up? They need to be written up because if you're going to bring someone in who thinks they understand what's going on, but really needs to take a look at everything, they have to physically have something to look at. So uh, please do that. Um, and then you have to you have to like the person. I know, right? So the best person for the job needs to be someone who you also like, who gets you, who understands you. Um, that might require you to do a, a full-on, you know, that might require you to have a whole application process and see what you get, or you might already have people in mind. Um, and then also be prepared for those people that you would like to have uh, do it, say no. It's, it takes a big person to understand the responsibility they're about to put on their shoulders, even if it's only 10 hours a week, it's still responsibility on their shoulders. And so be prepared. Um, Go through that scenario in your head, write that out, have a backup plan. Don't be left just being upset that the person didn't take on what you hope they would take on. Uh, And when they do say yes, be super excited. And then, you know, 
treat them like rock stars. Think about as what we do on improv stage. We treat each other like it's our birthday every day. So t- treat that person that way. Don't take advantage of them. Don't take them for granted and do all of that stuff. Uh, it's been a, a wild journey getting here. It's been, um, it's been a lot of ups and downs. It's been a lot of work on myself and really figuring out who I am as not a performer, but as an owner and as a manager and as a mentor and as a boss and as all of those things. And, and if I didn't do my own work, there was no way I could open up a seat next to me at the table. And I did it. So I did all my own work and I know I still have a lot to grow. And I know that this position is going to change and adapt because the person in it is also their own person. And we're all, we're going to grow together uh, and we're going to see what's going to happen. And I'm really, really excited. And I hope that like, while this isn't talking about an improv scene or a show, it is talking about theater management. And I could go into so many other things, but I don't like to talk too much one-sided. So if you do have questions or you do want to hear more, I guess, you know, you can hit me up, uh, Facebook message me. You can always email me at adlibcomedy at gmail.com. Um, uh, you're like, Lauren, you haven't mentioned the person's name yet. Yeah, I know. Uh, we hired Alex Drew. It's really exciting. If you know who Alex is, hit him up and tell him congratulations. Uh, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. And uh, you guys are awesome. I hope you guys get something out of this. I look forward to uh, doing more of these. I haven't done them in a long time. And and again, now with these things changing, and we've added some new shows, so I'm really excited to talk to you about that. We've added some new drop-in classes. We're just expanding all over the place, and it's a really exciting time. So I'm going to do my best to carve out a little time for this part of the podcast. Uh, and you guys are awesome, and you guys make this so worth the journey. And... Um, I guess until next time, I'm Lauren Morris, and this is Improv Teachers, but it's the Director's Edition.